everyone. Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. This week, we are going to talk about the Beatles documentary, Get Back, um, which I spent my entire Thanksgiving weekend watching, pretty much nonstop. It was amazing. Um, just as some warning, I, I am going to talk about the show in detail so if you're worried about like spoilers it's not really spoilers but if you don't want to hear about details uh maybe wait to listen to this until after you watch the documentary um but i assure you that there's nothing that i can tell you that will take away anything from this from watching this so you know, it's not like there's any twist endings or anything like that. You know, it's kind of <laughs> twist ending. They perform on the rooftop, which everyone knows. So, yeah, Woo! shocker. So now, Melissa, how much of a Beatles fan are you? Are you into the Beatles? I mean, everyone loves the Beatles, of course, but. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> I, 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 am, I would, I always say I'm not a fan. Um, and I was like. Just growing up, I could not could not stand the Beatles, and um, then I got older, and I started to like yeah. their music a little bit more. And then I got older, and I realized, oh crap, I like a ton of covers of Beatles songs. So it's like, ooh, I like a lot of songs. Um, so now I don't know what to call myself. I'm like, am I a fan? Am I a fake fan? Am I like a? Eh, I like their songs, but I don't like the way that they sing them. I don't know. Uh, that's it's okay. a it's a complicated relationship. That's all one-sided <laughs> on my end. <laughs> yeah, because they're really worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney's like, I-, I wonder what Melissa Long thinks. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, really, I'm really worried. <laughs> How's she feeling today? <laughs> oh, my God. Someone find out. <laughs> That's funny. No, I am a huge Beatles fan. John Lennon is one of my favorites ever. Um, and so when I heard about... I-, I had actually known, because I am a Beatles fan, I already knew that that this footage existed, you know, that they had, that they had, uh, had a film crew come in while they were working on Get Back, uh, uh, Let It Be, and I knew that it was, uh, fractious, and I had the understanding that it was them, it was just this, this hell, and then I watched this, uh, documentary, and it was really a story of overcoming writer's block. Mm. So, I, I want to talk a little bit today about the writing lessons that I took away from watching Get Back. So in case you don't have eight hours to watch the whole thing, uh, or you don't have Disney+, Plus, um, you can learn this from here. Uh, I do recommend you watch it because it's so, it's so amazing to see. Um, but, so here are some of the things that I have learned from that. Um, one thing that was interesting to watch, well, a couple of things. Okay, so it starts off the first of the three parts is they're in a movie studio, like a, like a big open film studio, and they're trying to record. Um, and it's, it was cold in there and big and empty. That's not the usual space that you record in. You know, recording studios are small and padded and warm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're womb-like, you know, in their, in their intimacy. Yeah. And this is, you know, you're in a, not even in a garage, you're in a gymnasium. Like it's a, it's a warehouse, a big empty warehouse, and they're, and they got all these cameras on and lights and they have to record. Um, it's freezing in there and they have to get there early and bleh. Um, so one lesson that comes from there is make sure that your environment is conducive to writing. 
you know, to conducive to the work you need to do. Um, you know, they, they had a hard time working there. It was terrible. Um, they weren't working at the times that they were feeling creative. They weren't in the, the space that they were feeling creative. And so it was, um, so that, that caused some trouble. And, you know, so that you could think about yourself, like even they have trouble, you know, if they're not in the right place, you know, something to think about. Right. And it, it feels like that's the, the intersection between like art and business, right? Because if yeah. it's just purely art, I can do it whenever I want. I can wait for the mood to strike. I can determine all of the conditions. But when you start making it a business and you have contracts and money and obligations and deadlines, and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh no, I still have to like figure out how to do this task in these conditions yeah. that are not ideal. And they were giving it their their level best. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you got to see Paul McCartney write Get Back. I mean, he just sort of was sort of playing in his guitars, like, and just it just sort of happened, right? So, holy cow. Um, but the other thing that happened during this is you could see uh, the, the, big, the big conflict that comes and the thing that has George Harrison at the end literally quitting the Beatles. He's like, bye, I'm out of here. I'm done. Obviously, there's a lot that built up to that. Um, but, uh, one of the things that happens is Paul is like, okay, I, I, I'm going to figure it out and then I'll tell you what to do. And, uh, no, no, I got this backwards. Paul was like, I don't know. We're just going to kind of figure it out. We're just going to go and see. I'm not sure what, but just, you know, just kind of uh, hang in there and just do what I tell you. And George is like, okay, but tell me what you want me to do. And he's like, I don't know yet. I got to figure it out. And Paul's like, uh, George is like, give me some structure. I need to know. I am, I am plot. Give me some an outline to follow. And Paul's like, I don't know. I'm pantsing it. And that conflict, that's a little oversimplified, mm-hmm. but that conflict is there. And I think what that was, was the thing that can sometimes happen with a writer where you're trying to do both at the same time, right? You're trying to write and edit. You're trying to plot and pants. You know, you're, you're just kind yeah. of generating material, but at the same time editing it or uh, trying to, you know, do, you can't do two different things at once. And when the Beatles did that, they literally broke up for a little while for a weekend and uh and it was bad so you know that's just kind of a thing to think about is is am i doing two things at once am i trying to be paul and george at the same time uh and if i am let's stop and and just be paul or just be george and not try to do both yeah that's hard (laughs) yeah yeah and uh but the thing but then what happened was after the end of the first part um, they, they made up with George, then they left the big movie studio and went to their, uh, the Apple records studio on Savile Row in London, which is the rooftop of which, where they did the concert. So ultimately, you know, that was that. So it was just them. So the film crew was still there. Um, but because they had to set up the equipment again, the Beatles were all there and they just started goofing off. The amount of time in these, these documentaries is of them just jamming on old songs together is amazing. And I love that. Like, they're on a deadline, right? They have to finish this album by this certain time. Now, granted, they're the Beatles, so, you know, it slips and they go, oh, well, what are you going to do? Because they're the Beatles. Um, but they played. They had so much fun. You know, they were like, let's play this old song. Let's goof off on this. Okay, we're going to rehearse our song. We're going to play on this. All right, yeah, now we're waiting here. Let's jam this thing. So it's that feeling of play and a feeling of love of music um, that really was so refreshing to watch and you could tell it energized them too. So the other lesson that I get from that is, you know, have some fun, enjoy 
uh, enjoy writing, enjoy reading, read books that you like as well as writing them, you know, um, really make sure you nurture your love for the written word and your love for story uh, because you need that and it's really going to nourish you as you go to write. Yeah, the other thing that I think of as you say that is the joy you get when you're in person with other writers, right? We talked about Mm -hmm. writing conferences and how much we miss those and miss being social with other writers and just being able to sit in the lobby or at a bar and talk about stuff that nobody else really wants to hear. Like, (laughs) and that's the same thing when you're like, like I can imagine, you know, when they're goofing off and like they're in their element, you know, they're, they're doing the thing that they love and they're able to just like get into a zone. And that does create more inspiration and innovation in the work that you're doing. Even if you're on a deadline, it's like, you got to find the love yeah. and the passion first before you can. Produce. You can't. You can't do it without it. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, to that point, the next, the next point, uh, the thing that come that happened late in the second uh, episode. There's three parts. Uh, was Billy Preston comes in. Um, now, if you're a Beatles fan, you know who Billy Preston is. But basically, he's a keyboardist. Um, and you know, if you hear "Get Back," that that keyboard solo that's in there, that's him. And he was this young guy. They knew him from Hamburg. He was their old friend. Uh, and he was just stopping by. He's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, hey, Billy. Hey, you know, because uh, they wanted to play the songs live. They wanted to record them live. And so they weren't, they couldn't overdub, right? So if someone was playing the keyboards, they didn't have anyone else, you know, then they could be playing a guitar. And they wanted that. So they're like, oh, we need a keyboardist. Billy, you play keyboard. Hop on in. And as soon as he came in, like, the energy changed completely. Mm-hmm. Right. They were having fun again. And they they kind of stopped sniping at each other because because company was over to a certain extent. Um, but also, you know, Billy was just, yeah, you know, he had no history of this. He's like, yeah, let's play. Let's jam. This is good. Um, which kind of goes to what we're talking about, of like having other authors, you know, being able to jam, but also mix it up a little bit. You know, don't you know, add a new element, add something else to kind of freshen it up. Uh, maybe it's another person or maybe it's something else, but that that it was just a you know a shot in the butt that really kind of got them going. Um, and you could feel it and you could see the joy. Uh, and it was really, um, you know, it's a really good thing. So think about, while well, if you're having some trouble, how can you get a Billy Preston in there? What, what kind of Billy Preston might you get? Uh, I don't think you can get Billy Preston himself. I'm not sure if he's uh, available. <laughs> um, but, you know, find a Billy Preston and see if that might help you uh, get past your difficulties. Yeah, Do you have any so Billy powerful. Prestons that you've ever, you think of any Billy Prestons you've used in your time? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I had a recent example where like I, I have a regular writers group and I am working on a really massive project that I'm is outside of my comfort zone and I've been putting it off for many years. It's like one of those passion projects and it's mm-hmm. so big and so vast that I just get lost in it. Like I can't quite find the story and they have been so great with like we just have conversations like sometimes I submit pages but sometimes it's just like hey this is what I'm trying to do and like we'll just talk through it and I'll just like throw out other ideas or like have you considered this or like it's so helpful to get a different perspective because we can get so down on ourselves and be like this is the only way to tell this story this is Mm -hmm. like and like or get obsessed over making a choice (laughs) <laughs> and then somebody else is like, eh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, And you're like, oh, wait, yeah. you're right. It doesn't really matter. 
other Billy Prestons can be different projects um, to say, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think for fun, I'm going to write a quick short story or I'm going to write a poem uh, or I'm going to play some D&D or I'm going to paint a picture. Right. So other ways to mix it up. So anything you can do to inject some new energy in there, that's a Billy Preston. Love that. (laughs) The other uh, one other thing uh, I got fake it till you make it. So um, there's an amazing conversation in there where George is talking to John. Paul isn't there. And Ringo, I, I don't know if he's there or not. Uh, but Paul and, Paul and George are talking, or John and George are talking. And George is saying, like, I've got all these songs. Uh, I, I'm still trying to work on them. And, and I, I can't quite get the right lyric for this. And John's like, you just say whatever word comes to mind until you figure it out. And he was singing something, right? And he's going, something in the way she moves attracts me like blah, 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 blah. And he couldn't come up with it. And John's like, I don't know, just say, you know, cauliflower and in, and you'll figure it out later. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, I do that all the time. I'll be writing along, right? And I'm like, it's like, this. And I know I need to do a description, but I don't want to do descriptions right now. So I just put brackets in and say, describe like this, you know, and then bracket out and I'll come back to it later. And you can also see that process happening as they're writing songs, uh, as they're refining it. You know, the first time the lyrics are all like, ah, blah, blah, doop, ba, doop, ba, beep. And by the end, they're like, Jojo was a man who thought he, you know, so it's like, oh, okay. Um, you're allowed to take multiple passes at this and, and go over it again and go away from it and come back. And, and you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to spring fully formed from your forehead. Uh, it didn't even do that for some of the most, you know, talented genius musicians of our time. Uh, it's not going to happen for you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing is uh, I have written down, make a decision or just kind of go for it. Take a risk. So this whole project, you know, they're writing their next album. And the idea was that it was going to end in a live show somewhere. It was going to be a TV special. Maybe uh, that's what the film crew was there for or maybe a movie, and then they're going to do a live concert somewhere, and they couldn't figure out where. They had this bonkers idea. The director of the documentary had this bonkers idea of going to uh, 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 Libya because there was a this outdoor uh, amphitheater there that he's like, this will be amazing. And then they're like, oh, we'll just get on a boat and go over there, like a cruise, and then that'll be where it goes. And it, it was insane. Like, And the, and the <laughs> complete lack of planning is madness. It's like, Oh, yeah, next weekend we're going to do this TV show. It's like, <laughs> what, you can't just do that? But, you know, they can because, again, they're the Beatles. Yeah, if someone says, right. hey, we're the Beatles, we want to do that. Oh, sure, okay, yeah. we'll do it. And I think it's also it was a different time. Uh, I don't know. But uh, what happened was they decided, let's go up on the roof. What the heck, right? Let's, let's go for it. Let's throw things out there. Um, and it's that same, it's that sort of subversive thing that we were talking about before of, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it away for free. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to go. Right. And so they just go up on the on the roof like like 10 minutes beforehand. They still weren't sure if they were going to do it. And finally, they just screw it. Let's go on up there. Let's go. They go up on the roof and they play. And it's brilliant. I mean, just it, it made my heart soar to just watch them play. And they were having a blast. And, you know, they knew they weren't supposed to be doing it. They saw the cops coming up and they're like, aha, you know, and that was kind of fun, too. One point, mm-hmm. Mal Evans, um, their one of their the, their staff uh, turns off George's. Um, George's uh, uh, amp because the cops were there telling him to do it. And George turns around and turns it right back on. He's like, no. And that sort of, you know, subversive uh, uh, energy. I think every artist needs that at least a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, go ahead, jump up on the roof, sing your song, man, do your thing. Uh, you don't have to, you know, at some point you got to put it out there. You got to, you know, you can work for a certain amount, but then at some point you just got to go for it. I like that. Take risks. Yeah, be get up creative. On the roof. Dream big. And bring Billy Pestern with you. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm and then just the only other thing is uh, is that uh, Yoko Ono did not break up the Beatles. So just putting that out there. She super didn't. So, I mean, I knew that beforehand, but this really put that to rest. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't break up the Beatles. No, absolutely not. The Beatles broke up the Beatles. That's there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> so I, uh, Melissa, I don't know if you're going to spend the next eight hours watching that this documentary um hopefully this is this last 15 minutes has been pretty much the same thing i'm sure (laughs) you know i don't i don't know if i'll spend the next eight hours watching it um but i probably will watch it because i have i am obsessed with like music documentaries Mm -hmm. and i do think there is a ton of overlap um in the creativity of like musicians and songwriters and 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 writers right like they're writing lyrics or writing writing stories or whatever um but i think they go through so there's so many similarities as you just talked about Mm -hmm. in terms of the process and the approach and the mentality and all of the the pressures of like breaking in i just find them really intriguing so i i watch a lot of documentaries even for (laughs) a lot of musical documentaries even for artists that i don't particularly care for all the time excellent well maybe we'll make a beatles fan of you after this because uh it's it's and if you are a beatles fan you have to because there's points where when they play the take that that's on the album you can you can tell because it's it's exactly the way you remember it and i I just got chills i was like this is it this is it i'm watching them record it this is it it's it's so good but yeah no matter what even if you're not a beatles fan i recommend watching it because just seeing the creative process happen Mm -hmm. and to know that these people are at the top of their game right these are the best they are they are timeless. They are brilliant songwriters um, at, at at the top of their game. And to then see that the things that they struggle with and how they do it, that you, you really could do a lot worse than emulating that. Right. Demystify just don't smoke the process. As, yeah. Just don't smoke as much as they did because good Lord, so much smoking. So much smoking. So constant just constantly smoke and like it must have smelled so bad in there <laughs> oh my god but yes besides that yeah that's all i mean that isn't all i have to say about the beatles but i'll stop here um, <laughs> and uh yeah just remind you all that writing is hard so take it easy i'm mary and i'm melissa bye everybody bye